What do you think separates you two from anyone else who's been in this business, who's kind of struggling to get their first deal done? Maybe having, you know, uh, maybe they're just, you know, they're in a valley right now in their business. What do you think separates? What do you, what's the difference between you guys and those people? I feel like this is something we discussed the other night too. We, we have like our, our weekly Jacksonville group call too. And a lot of people are having another issue with no traction. And I think something that we, we do a bit different is we're actually trying to help people. Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hibshire and I'm joined by my dude, Tanner Santucci. What up, bro? Let's get it, bro. Jack's boys are in the house. Let's go. <laughs> so for, for uh, those who don't know, uh, Matthew Schwenk and Remy. Remy, how do you say your last name, bro? Real. 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 Okay, Real. I, I know him as Remy. Matt and Remy. Matt and Remy are the Jacks boys. And um, this, is, this is a super special podcast for, for Tanner and I. Um, I think I could speak for Tanner in this 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 instance where um, I am honored to have these guys on. Uh, we were we were there at the, kind of the beginnings of their business and to see what they've done in such a short amount of time. Um, I think you guys are going to be blown away to uh, kind of hear their story, hear how they connected, and hear what they've done so far. Um, and so, boys, before we jump in, fellas, I should say, before we jump in, um, give us your biggest month so far. Remy, what's biggest. the biggest month? I feel, I feel like this month is the biggest month so far. How much have you guys done so far? Um, we we had to check, bro. <laughs> it doesn't come to top of mind. Uh, hey, that's a good thing. That means that there's plenty of zeros. <laughs> well, outside of this month, what was your biggest month? Yeah, I'll say like we're steady above that 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 thirty mark, and we're always got like four. We've got I think somewhere around fifty something, probably sitting in the pipeline to close here shortly. So incredible. We're incredible. we're trying to crack that fifty code every every month right now. Let's go. Um, now, now for the for the listener for the the audience, um, th these two gentlemen are fairly new into this business. And it's just the two of them. They don't have a big team or anything like that. And so consistently crushing, you know, 30K, 40K in assignments a month is a life changer, you know? Um, and so I can't wait. I really, really can't wait because I know there's going to be so many people who are going to benefit from this podcast. And guys, we are blessed to have y'all on. And so Matt, Schwenk, and Remy, you guys are in Jacksonville. Um, this is... I think this is our first, second time uh, interviewing two people at once. So this is this is going to be a little interesting, but we definitely need to need to break down, you know, some some of the backstory. And the reason why I went with the income first is because I want people to know who they're listening to. You know what I mean? I want people to know from the very beginning that okay, these are someone we should pay attention to um, because they're newer and they're you know yeah I, I can say newer and they're uh, and they're crushing it. And so, guys, let's jump right in. Um, Matt, I'm going to start with you. I mean, we're going to kind of, kind of, kind of individually dissect you guys. Tell me about your 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 backstory, man. What was what was family life growing up? Where where you where are you from? What's your story? And so, I grew up in uh, Hanford, California, which is a a small 
town of maybe like 20, 30,000 people, at least when I was growing up. So very um, agriculture and and farm life was was really what is it about. So um, my initial years growing up, man, I would say like I kind of grew up in the hood for a little bit. My dad was away for, uh, you know, a few years. And at around six is when kind of things changed and we ended up moving to the north side of town. I got started going to, you know, a little bit better quality schools. Uh, I would say financially, like we were always on like that, you know, um, you know, middle class, lower middle class sure. income. So I was never, I was never hungry, put it that way. But, sure. uh, but yeah, I had two parents for the most part, you know, for the majority of my life still do. Thank God they're, they're, they're married. So yeah, man, I grew up in a small town living. Yeah. Siblings. I have one brother. Yeah. One brother. He's, uh, he's living out in San Diego for, I was at prior to moving here. So, but we never lived in the, in the same house. So, we're 19 years apart. So wow. for the most part, I grew up relatively, you know, uh, a sing- single kid in the home. Got you. So, so he's the older brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's the older brother. He's actually jumped into the game now. So hey. he's, he's following suit, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. But, That's awesome. But, but yeah, man, grew up small town living for the most part. And, you know, I was playing sports most of the time, you know, playing baseball, play a little bit of football. I uh, started getting into martial arts a little bit later into, into my life. So, yeah, man. So, okay. So in, it, with sports, this is in high school, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I mean, I started baseball when I was like six years old, T-ball, and then played all throughout high school, played first year into college, and then uh, the wheels fell off at that point in time, I think just in general in my life. So not only from sports, but just kind of went down – um, you know, a road of, of finding myself and, you know, creating the mental toughness that it takes to, you know, to be a for man, sure. at least from my shoes, you know what I mean? My point. For sure. Now you guys live in Jacksonville. So, uh, but you're from Hanford, California. Talk to me about that transition. That's, that's across the country. How'd you get to yeah, man. Florida? Well, I would say like from Hanford, you know, I went, I went off to, college when I was 18 years old. I went up to the Bay Area, lived in Redwood City, went to uh, Menlo Park was a college I went to. It was just kind of a, a private business college out there that had a, a baseball program. So I played my first year there. After a couple of years living up in the Bay, I ended up coming back to the Central Valley and moved back to Fresno. So I went to Fresno State for a bit. I ended up, you know, like I said, the wheels had like gone completely off at that point in time. So uh, I wasn't very focused in in uh, college. I was a bit lost, to be honest with you, and and ended up dropping out to my uh, I think it was my junior year in, in college. At that point in time, I will say I was in a business management program and uh, with a focus on entrepreneurship. So I, I'd always had that kind of like drive for um, you know independence, like creating my own environment. I love working with people. Don't get me wrong, but I uh, always had a problem with like authority being told what to do it's got to be this way sure, you know sure. i'm i try to think very much outside of the box so but yeah man i ended up uh having a you know a bit of a rough time and my brother was in san diego at the time so i ended up moving out to san diego and that's kind of like when the martial arts really like entered my life in my early 20s and i spent a few years out there uh, i was in a 
in a long-term relationship that brought me to Florida. I see. So, I see. Yep, Did you so, say martial arts? Yeah, man. Just kind of threw yep, that one so, in there. Yeah. So I started off doing like some boxing. I was, I was obsessed with like MMA from a pretty young age. I remember seeing it like on the blockbuster like uh racks i don't know if anybody remembers blockbuster but oh yeah it was like a brick and mortar store that you know that slang or rented out uh you know videos movies all that good watching stuff, the so. old ufc fights those were great by the way yeah. for all of you youngsters that don't know back in the day you would go to blockbuster and get a ufc fight and it was crazy i mean there were essentially no rules you would have um you know a 120 pound brazilian jiu-jitsu guy fighting a sumo wrestler <laughs> for like for no time and it, it was wild back in the day and so yeah i i can relate yeah. to that i remember those days. i remember seeing like this big this big tall white dude he was fighting some giant like fat dude i can't remember and he ended up getting like dropping to his to his knee and then i just seen freaking you know front kick right in his mouth and just I remember that he goes on my holy shit this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, so yeah, man, martial arts is still part of my life today. I've uh, done Muay Thai, boxing. Uh, now I'm just doing primarily jiu-jitsu. So I've been studying that grind for, you know, past four years, five years or so. But uh, yeah, it. I started martial arts later on, probably like 19, 20-ish, somewhere around that area. Love it. Love it. What belt are you at in jiu-jitsu? Uh, purple belt, yeah. Respect. Yeah, That's purple awesome, belt, man. so four years in. I, I didn't realize, like, uh, when I first got into martial arts, I trained at uh, uh, an MMA school. I don't know if it's Team Quest, which is, I don't know, for you martial arts fans out there, but uh, one of the one of the goats of MMA, Dan Henderson, like, oh, yeah. for whatever reason, I think I was playing poker in, in Oceanside and ended up meeting a, meeting a dude that trained at that gym, and we started chopping it up about that. Next thing you know, I'm in, like, the MMA gym, like, training and uh, – on the pursuit to getting my head punched in for a living, you know, and just nice being an MMA. So, but yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, you, all that training without the gi does not, does not qualify. You have to train in the gi in order to be like uh, qualified in that bell system. So been doing it for quite a bit of years, man. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. I see. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more offline about, about, Jiu-jitsu, that, that's a world that I, I'm very familiar with and, and enjoyed as well. So, dude, okay, so you, you've you made your way now to Florida. And um, what was work life like prior to real estate? What were you doing for a living? Yeah, man. So in 2014, I had jumped into the like manufacturer's rep business. So, uh, I mean, it, it, uh, it kind of, you know, got my... I got my feet wet in the sales and, and being in front of people in that type of environment, selling people in person, uh, selling building materials. So we were selling door hardware, like high-end door hardware, you know, faucetry, cabinet hardware, closets, you name it. And then typically like the market we were selling into was for rehabs, high-end rehabs or new construction. Um, so that's I kind see. of where I got my feet wet in the business world and started my own rep agency when I moved out to Jacksonville back in the end of 2016. So I had been doing that up until recently, I think back in January, about when Remy and I ended up partnering up is when I scaled all the way out of that and getting, turned this into a full-time pursuit. Now that's the perfect segue because Remy, we're coming at you now, bro. I want to hear your story, man. Remy, you to me are fascinating, my man. Not that you're not, Matt. 
Matt, you and I will definitely have beers and hang. But Remy, I'm I'm so curious to know about you, my man. What's your story, bro? Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from a a small city, smaller city, Um, real tight-knit Manchester, New Hampshire. So all the way up north, um, very small city. Everywhere you go, you know somebody. And yeah, that's where I'm from. Lived there all my life until I moved out here. Um, a couple months back, I moved down to uh, near Daytona about eight months ago <clears throat> from there. And then uh, just came out to Jacksonville about what two, two three weeks ago, maybe. So cool. uh, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking, bro? I turned 19 in January. Let's hey. go. Bro. Not not, my man's not even old enough to drink yet. And he's got enough money to whip yeah. a Bentley right now. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Remy, that's phenomenal, bro. Okay, so um, you you recently moved here. Did you do anything prior to real estate? Um. I mean, yeah, uh, not really working too much. Kind of just have my own, you know, hustles and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, I can tell by the look (laughs) on your face, you're not wanting to go too deep in it. uh, (laughs) It's all good. We um, can put two and two together. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So you're you're in the flip business. I get it. Yeah, in the Uh, flip business always. That's incredible, man. Now, yeah, I did a, a little bit of landscape as well. I, I did that, you know, more towards uh, my old, I guess like 16, 17, 17 years old. I did a little bit of landscape. I like like the business aspect of everything, always being my own boss and the independency. But the work, like the, the work for the amount of money just yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't add up, bro. up. Didn't line up, bro. So how did you find out about real estate? like investing and wholesaling specifically? Um, Honestly, bro, it just kind of came through like some videos on my phone, YouTube, just some Jerry Norton started popping up. At, at, at first I started to look into, you know, that, uh, that Shopify stuff, like uh, drop shipping, Amazon FBA stuff. Sure, sure. And then wholesale started popping up. And then, you know, I just started watching more videos on that. Um, and it got me interested, bro. The the thing that hooked me, but uh, I was very optimistic, was they said you can make $10,000 with no money, uh, pretty much no license. You don't really need much, and you could get a check for $10,000. So it hooked me, but I was very optimistic about that. So I had to start doing What made you stuff. move from New Hampshire down to Florida? Um. Yeah, bro. So I was, I, I got in a lot of trouble back home. Uh, you know, just around the wrong crowds, I guess you could say. Um, and I just needed a fresh start, bro. I wanted to get away from all that stuff. And, and there's just no opportunity there, bro. I felt like, you know, something was holding me back. And just being around all the bad stuff kind of makes you, you know, as much as you don't want to be in it, it, it kind of drags you into it. And seeing sure. it's such a small city, you know, bro, it's it's hard to kind of avoid that stuff. So I just had to, you know, just kind of up and left last minute. Me and my brother are like, hey, you know, we're moving to Florida. And we left like 30 days later. And That's awesome. Just went. Now, how did you two meet? 
through Astro. Yeah, through, through Astro. I mean, I think we were, we were in on a call one day, and I had hit hit some uh, people up in the chat and saying, "Hey, if you're in the Jacksonville area, you know, here's my number. Hit me up." And you know, Remy was one of three. I think I should that day was the day we first talked too. Awesome. Um, and then there was one other cat. I forget his name, but yeah, Remy and I just started chopping it up, man. And we we had come from like similar backgrounds, similar experiences in life, and just yeah, I mean, we we're both on the same vibe, man. At the end of the day, and we both we both are. We like to say like we're dogs out here. So and we 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 embrace the grind of this of this business. We love it. It's fun, but we're just both on that same week. Wait, wait, wait. Right. There's no other option, you know. This is what we're going after. So I love it. And I, I and it. I knew he, he had he had the uh he has the gifts. I mean you you, you hang out around him a bit and you'll get it. You'll get it. So I was focusing on the act side, especially after uh going to the mastermind and, and getting with Jamil and kind of getting a clear, concise game plan. And he was focusing on the disco end of things, so it, it kind of like perfectly fit. You know, yin and yang, to be honest with you. So, I see. Now, Remy, I, I know you said you moved to, I think it was Daytona. Were you at Daytona at the time or were you already in Jacksonville when you guys decided to link up? Yeah, I was uh, I was down in uh, Daytona and uh, kind of just started talking through the phone pretty much over the phone, social medias and stuff. And um, I actually came out, uh, we met first time at uh, at a Brooker Road, that big blue beast. Oh yeah, um, I remember that bad boy. <laughs> so I drove out here, and uh, yeah, yeah, Tanner, you know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Still hasn't closed yet, by the way. That's a good one. No, I'm just. Um, well, I'll, I'll just jump in real quick. I first of all, I want to say kudos to both of you. Um, you guys are awesome. And so the other thing I want to say is, it's a learning lesson I think for a lot of people. Um, and I'm actually battling with this myself right now. So this is why I think this is a good episode for me having you guys on and listening, because um, I love the fact that uh, Remy, specifically, you had you knew that where you were at in life and, and the people you're around and all that kind of stuff, you know, there, there wasn't anywhere to go. Um, and you were willing to take that chance and, and move. I'll say halfway across the country, even though it's not, but essentially halfway across the country for a new start. Um, and then in a short span of time, because you were willing to take that action and just start fresh, like look, look what happened. You guys meet, you guys connect, you guys are making $50,000 a month. Um, and, and you guys are killing it. And so, um, I, I, am just, I had to jump in cause I'm battling with that right now. So I, I greatly appreciate that Remy. And, um, and the fact that, um, you, you're so young and, and you're hustling in the business and, and Schwink over here is a dog like he was saying. And so when you get two dogs like you two together, um, magical things happen. And it's, it's freaking sweet to be a part of that and at least listen to you guys talk about it. So sorry, Aisham didn't mean to. Thank you. you guys to think about that for sure. We, yeah. we appreciate both of y'all. You, like you said, you, you guys were on really the forefront of us getting in this business. Like I, I remember talking to you guys often. I mean, we still talk, but I, you, you were the guys that I trusted that, that I could call every day and get, you know, no filter, no bullshit. I can ask a question and you guys give it to me straight. You know what I mean? Or if I had a question, uh, you know, just spit in game, teach me how you guys had no problem with 
with, uh, you know, schooling, schooling me a bit. And I know he had the same experience. So we appreciate you for sure. Thank you guys. Thanks, Al. Bro, I mean, this is incredible just to have you guys on the podcast now. You know, this is We always say yeah. at the end of the podcast, you know, we want you in the seat. So go out there, hustle and get it done. And uh, you guys have gone out there and hustled and you're getting it done and you're just getting started. You know, we're all kind of just getting started yeah. for the most part. So th this is incredible. But guys, we let, let's dive into some valuable content because I, I really want the audience to to know, um, you know, your, your mindset and how to, and how you guys, um, got to where you're at right now. And so, um, what's been, what's been your single biggest deal to date so far? In terms of, uh, right. In terms of, in terms of, yeah. In terms of acquisition dollar amount. Listen, man, if I'm honest, Brooker road that's still in there is the biggest one. Well, no. Hugh Edwards. I mean, well, it's 37. I mean, if you look at it overall, it's 37 and a half, like 37.5 is that one. But yeah, Hugh Edwards, which we used to talk about, that's the first deal we actually closed together. So, and what was that so, dollar amount for that one? The second one was 20. The first one, Brooker Rose, 37.5. Wow. Okay. Incredible. Incredible. Now, what do you think separates you two? from anyone else who's been in this business, who's kind of struggling to get their first deal done, maybe having, you know, uh, maybe they're just, you know, they're in a valley right now in their business. What do you think separates, what do you, what's the difference between you guys and those people? I feel like this is something we discussed the other night too. We, we have like our, our weekly Jacksonville group call too. And a lot of people are having, you know, the issue with no traction. I think something that we we do a bit different is we're actually trying to help people. You know, we're not hungry for the money. We're not, you know, hungry to you know get the next check. Of course, money is good and it, it feels nice to get a big check. But when you truly try to find, you know, the reason behind what I, I guess the issue is, and you try to solve that issue, bro, that you're you're it's just a, a whole different outlook on the business and in general, as, you know, just people, there's, there's a lot of people that are, you know, hungry for that money and we see it all the time and they can't just, you know, I guess help people correctly. They're just, you know, looking at things a lot different. Um, so if you just unwind a little bit, what we've done and just try to help people out of, you know, the messed up situations they're in, you know, it pays, pays forward. Man. So. Yeah, we see it all the time. You know, people step over, a dollar bill to pick up three quarters, you know, um, it's, it's unfortunate, but I'm, I'm so glad you said that. I really am. Um, Zig Ziglar said, and it's, it's a very famous quote. He said, you help enough people get what they want and you'll get everything that you want. And that's Amen. exactly what you just said, you know, Remy. And, you know, to, if, if I'm going to, I guess, you know, you know, pat our own selves on the back, Tanner and I, that's what we did with you guys. You know, when we were looking to grow our business, we poured into others, you know, because we, we all, you know, a rising tide, tide rises all ships. Um, and so just to come at this with the attitude and the mindset of um, scarcity, not a good thing. You know, yeah. it really isn't. You want to come into this with the mindset of abundance. And so how did you guys acquire this abundance mindset? Man, I, I feel like since... At a young age, I, I can't tell you like when, where or how, but I've always kind of viewed the world 
through rose-colored glasses, you know what I mean? Like there's there's always opportunity. Like there's never, I remember actually like in sixth grade, we had somebody come in and talk about the word scarcity and what it meant. And that kind of really uh, opened my eyes. Like there's, there's no such thing, mm. you know, as scarcity in my mind. Uh, I don't even... We, we were talking about this last night with some, some folks on that call. It's like the question, one of the questions was, do you see like the market shrinking a bit? And, and, and in our mind, like, bro, we don't, that doesn't even cross our mind. Right. Like, I, I don't care because at the end of the day, I see, you know, so many people, everybody needs a home at the end of the day, right? So therefore, how could there be scarcity if every single human being needs a roof over their head and you live in the city and you can drive down the street and see a house. I mean, who, who's to say that your neighbor across the street or your neighbor next to you uh, doesn't need help and is in a shit situation and they need you to go help them. And in doing so, you transact a house. Like, I mean, there's just, you got to think positive or else you're not going to be, you're going to have a rough time at whatever you do in life. If, if you just look at stuff uh, based off of, uh, you know, what if the problem is X? It's like, okay, no, you're a problem solver, right? And and there's there's many people in the world that need problem solving. You just happen to be in the business uh, of, you know, real estate investing. So right. it's just, the life, life is beautiful, man. I mean, really, life is beautiful. And if you keep a positive mindset and, and you you don't let I mean, we, we we were feeling uh, we had some little like weird vibes going on the past couple of days where we both were like, man, we're just uh, maybe feeling a little flat or, you know, stuff just doesn't seem as rosy as it was a few days ago when we we're flying high after closing a few deals. Sure. But if, if you can just learn to like, you know, work through the emotions and not let it control you uh, and just have that dog in you, like keep your self focused, like what the hell is it are you doing every day? And why? And just keep, you know, as Jamil would say, keep pressing that button. Like you just yeah. keep working towards your why. And inevitably you're going to have those highs and lows, you know, and, and that's just what it is, man. I mean, you've got to enjoy yourself at the end of the day. You yeah. Know, wake it. up and tell yourself, man, thank God I'm alive today. I can mm -hmm. breathe here. I've got a family or whatever your situation is, man. You can be sleeping on the freaking corner. Guess what? You still have the opportunity to get your ass up and make something of your life and help everybody that's in front of you, dog. Really. So true. So true. Tanner, you're going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, that's a thing that um, I think a lot of people have false expectations on. And when you're talking about the ups and downs, um, especially of this business, but of entrepreneurship in general, um, everyone thinks it's just going to, it's a steady increase the whole time. Um, <laughs> but I, everyone, and everyone that's an entrepreneur and that runs a business and everything, every, every day is like this. Um, there, there are times where you close a deal and you may still have other stuff in the pipeline, but your energy's down. Things feel flat. It feels like the business isn't moving in the direction that you want it to. Um, and and you're, you're constantly maneuvering. And so I, I think setting, having that already in the back of your mind, like, hey, today or whatever, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to be my best, but I'm still going to push forward. And that's what creates um, that upward motion. And so how do you guys deal with adversity or, or how do you guys deal with failure? Um, do you look at it differently than everyone else? Like what's your guys is maybe a tactic or, or something um, in yeah. regards to adversity? Yeah, how do you bro, guys I mean, essentially keep going up, right? On, even I mean, on the days you're down. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like, bro, you look at every situation and you just find a lesson in it and just know that all the hard times, you know, you look back and say, OK, I, you know, I've been through these hard times before. You just keep on going. You know that there's, you know, sun at the end, you know, it's rainbows at the end of the tunnel or whatever For they sure. say. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, you just find a lesson in any hard time. And even bro, having a partner, you you know, like when when your energy's off, bro, I talk to him. I vent to him all the time, bro. And likewise, and having you know a partner helps big time. But I think just look looking at it a bit different and trying to find the lesson in the hard time is life changing, honestly, bro. We're going to talk about partnership stuff in a minute because I think that partnerships in real estate are one of the most important, impactful things that anyone can do in their business. Um, and it, it also can be one of the quickest ways to kind of sink your ship, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't do it correctly. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely go into that. But I want to ask you, Remy, real quick, because Matt, Matt, you seem like a natural optimist, you know, maybe uh, it was just the way your parents, you know, brought you up and the environment that you were raised in. Remy, are, are you the same or did you have to work on, on building that optimism mindset? Um, honestly, bro, just, I feel like just through experiences, um, you know, going through a lot of, I guess, hard stuff, you, at least I, I learned to, you know, find a lesson in everything, um, and experiences, bro, honestly, just through time. And even though I'm so young, bro, I feel like I, I had the worst years behind me and all those times made me who I am today. And yeah, just the experiences, I'm very grateful for everything, you know, that I've been through and had to go through to become who I am today. And you know, it, it's helped my life greatly. So. Now, this is this is a wild analogy, but I want to go in deeper on that, Remy, because I appreciate that answer. But I, I want to dig in a little bit deeper because here's the thing. Um, like I said, this is a wild analogy. Um, let's look at a, 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 a criminal, right? There's, there's two different people that come out of prison. There's people that come out of prison. They say, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to put my foot on the gas. I'm going to be the next Jay-Z, you know, or whoever it is. And they, and I say Jay-Z just because of the criminal past. Now look at where he's at. You know what I mean? Um, and then there's the yeah. other person that kind of slides back into it um, or maybe has more of that victim mentality over that victor mentality. When you, if you weren't a natural optimist and you had a challenging time growing up, what do you think separated you from the other people who are still living that lifestyle? I mean, I feel like feel like my my why is is big enough to make me you know keep on going. Cause I mean, bro, exactly what you said. To be completely honest with you, bro, I I went to you know YDC. I went to the youth like I was in the cell, bro. Like four days after my birthday, I went. You know, I got caught up selling weed, having you know not you know stuff I shouldn't have had on me stuff like that so literally bro four days after i turned 16 years old um cops came into my house and took me away bro and i was there for about uh seven months um almost till i was 17 and that was really the turning point in my life bro um you know because mm. you know you just see stuff get serious bro and um you know when i first came home from there too i my mom was set on, you know, doing a lot better. But then, like I said, being in that environment bro, I started to get back into it, I started to, you know, sell weed again and this, that, and the third because I was around it. 
right. and then I just you know kept seeing you know all my friend all the, all the people around me start to go to jail you know get shot you know this at the third and I was just like this it's not it anymore you know watching your back wherever you have to go and all that stuff bro it's just you know that was big enough to say you know like I'm done with this stuff I need to go and I just had to go bro we just incredible packed it up and left and bro those those hard times just man it's amazing bro life is <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you guys what do you think is a unique skill that you possess and how does it benefit you in your real estate business i think uh, and share yours as well but i think you know being authentic bro like just being ourselves you know separates us a bit um in, in every situation bro meetups you know talking to you guys wherever it is whoever it is we just keep it authentic and we just be ourselves you know we're not going to change for anybody or act any certain way we're going to be ourselves regardless and i think people respect and connect to us more um, okay we keep it authentic that makes sense. Yeah, so, well so Remy, for you, it's more like a, a self-awareness is probably your, your, you know, unique skill that that's helping you. What, what about you, Matt? Yeah, I would say that's similarly, like just, just learning to be comfortable in your own skin. And, and uh, at the end of the day, like the consistency part and just the genuine, like willingness to want to help people. Like, well, we're, we're just like above and beyond transparent to people. Right. Uh, that we're doing business with and sometimes it will when people are getting to know you they're kind of thrown off like what what the hell like why why are y'all being so transparent like something's got to right. be up right but then they go through a transaction with you or they just you know get to know you over time and they're like whoa like let's continue doing business or you become friends or whatever so i would just see being okay with being completely transparent yourself and just, we look to help people, man, and we stay consistent, just, you know, no matter how we're feeling, we get up and we, we get after it, bro. That's so, for the audience. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel it. like, especially in our industry, um, I, I feel like a lot of people need to hear that. It's okay yeah. to be transparent. It's okay to be honest. Um, cause that's where our industry kind of gets skewed from in a lot of people's yeah. eyes. Right. And so, right. um, yeah. And that's why you win. Um, it, it's funny how that works. Yeah. People that are honest themselves and transparent and will communicate a problem, even though they don't want to communicate it. It's funny how those people yeah. are the ones that win big in this business. So right. you'd be yeah. surprised at how, how easy it is to get from, you know, from the start of a transaction to the end of the transaction by just everybody being on the same page and like communicating truth to each other. What do you think about that? Like, what do you know, bro? Just like weird, yeah. Tell tell it like it is. Oh, oh okay. Because then you can problem solve. There's no, there's no like hiding of stuff like that. Hundred percent. It's mind blowing, but a lot of industries I think are that way. And I will say one thing about the real estate industry, like the the openness of of information and knowledge, uh, at least from my perspective, coming into Castro, like right off the rip. And being in the real estate investing community, even here in Jacks, like with some of the OGs that are here, people are just open, uh, openly sharing information. And in my last industry, boy, it was <laughs> the complete opposite. And and so I can appreciate that, you know, to the fullest, man. It's fucking beautiful. 
I, I love it, man. <laughs> I, I really do. I, I love everything you guys are saying. And um, I, I'm so glad that we're, we're getting this out there to, to other people. I'm telling you, this is going to be a very impactful. Um, I keep looking down because I've got a ton of notes that I'm writing down. I mean, literally, like just note after note, um, what you focus on grows. You know, Remy, you had mentioned, um, you know, just kind of staying in the game and really keeping your why you know, um, as your North star and just focusing on that. And truly, I mean, truly anything that you focus on grows. And so most of you guys that are listening and watching know that. Um, but just, you know, now that you know that, you know, put that, put that into action, put that into business, get focused, um, and stay there. And so that's crazy. You know, business has seasons, the ups and the downs. Um, it's normal. You, you would never be able to recognize a good day if you had all good days, it takes yeah. a bad day to recognize a good day. You can't I mean, fly without gravity. There's these constant, you know, ebbs and flows in life that you just got to learn to roll with and know that it's part of the process and it'll never stop. You'll never stop having, you know, oh, one of these days when I get to here, I make this much money, life will be good. No, 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 no. Life will not be good until you get it in between your head that life's already good and then the money will come. Yeah. So that's incredible, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to ask you guys before we dive into partnerships, because I promise we're going to get there. If you guys don't mind, um, and I'll start with mine, because I always think it's fair to, to before, if I'm going to ask something hard, I'll, I'll throw mine out there first. Uh, I want to ask you what you guys' why is, right? So think about that for a second. I'll share mine. When I first got into real estate, before real estate, when I learned about real estate, I really wanted to get into development. Because growing up where I grew up at, the, the guys that were building these big skyscrapers and these big projects over on the water, and I'm this poor kid on the other side of the track, kind of, sort of, I wanted to do that, you know? Um, and so I just had no clue how. I mean, no clue how. It's like looking at the moon being like, I want to go there one day, and then you're not like, you don't know anything. Um, and so that was me. Um, so my why has been for years and years and years to get to that point of real estate, which is why Tanner and I, pivoted from doing uh, properties to doing land. It was a big pivot. It was tough. You know, we're on an island for the most part, um, but that was our why. And we stayed focused and committed to it. What is you guys' why? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, man, for, for, for me, there's a ton of whys, but if I had to uh, point it back to like helping people, I would say uh, how changing the trajectory and the future for my family mm. and, and those around me. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, my family is, has a lot of that, like they're just okay with, with, you know, being a bit average or less than average or, or there's some sort of excuse as to, well, well, there's a reason why you're being held back or why you can't do this, why you can't do that. Sure. You know, to, to get that shit out of the consciousness of my family, Awesome. And to be able to get them into uh, uh, a, a mindset of abundance Absolutely. and to be in a beautiful business that is a necessity of life uh, and, and really change the history of the Schwenk family, of the Rial family and everybody we touch. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's powerful. And, brother. Uh, that's straight up helping the world, man. That's powerful, brother. Remy, I have a feeling that you're going to say something similar, but I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you, ha you know, 
swing away. Yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, there's there's a bunch, but I guess the the main couple would be, you know, I, I mean, family. You know, just changing the bloodline, like he said. You know, making sure no one has that. I mean, nothing wrong with having a job or anything, but not that employee mindset of, oh, you can't make this amount of money. You know, you can't do this, that, the third. Um, you need to be someone special to do so. Like, bro, we're just regular dudes, so. I want to change, you know, that in the bloodline for sure. And with that, I'm trying to have like 10 kids, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're trying to knit cannon it out there? You're trying yeah. to have 10 oh, different yeah. kids oh, the same yeah. one? Oh, yeah. But, you know, like family, bloodline and all that stuff. And then, you know, another big one of my whys is, you know, just inspiring people back home or people of, you know, all people, but people of like similar backgrounds. And that that's why it goes back heavy for us on, you know, being authentic. Because if you don't share yeah. your story and understand like, bro, I'm a regular dude. I came from probably very similar stories to a lot of these people who think they can't do it because of who they used to be or who they are now. Like, bro, I just want to be proof of concept of, bro, you could go from this to all the way up there in, in a matter of a month. A year, couple, you know, couple months, whatever it may be. I just want to be proof and inspire a lot of people back home. Because I remember too, you know, every everybody wants to get rich, you know, have all this money and just be successful. But you know, back home, nobody has someone to look up to or really any proof of concept of okay, here's where I can start. Or this is someone I can reach out to. So I want to be, you know, someone people could, I guess go to and be like, okay, he's doing it so I can. That's that's a big thing for me. Right. I want to, you know, change it a lot with, with people back home. So. Incredible. And Manchester, if you're listening, your boy's doing it. Like, let's <laughs> go. Let's go. I, I, you got to share this to everyone in Manchester. Shout out. Shout out to Manchester, New Hampshire. Remy is doing it. Yes, sir. Yeah. And let's get you guys on the team as well. So, guys. Yeah. Um, so right now you are in a home. Tell tell us about the what's going on in the background for anyone who's not 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 watching. Casa de real Casa de real estate is fun. <laughs> is this the no, office? This the office and yeah, where my you? my Jack's pad for now. Um, kind of kind of got it. Uh, it was kind of just plopped in our lap. Uh, agent pretty much brought it to us. Relationships. Yeah, relationships, bro. And the, and the thing is with this one, it was, you know, we were JVing on the deal and we really stood out to the agent um, because we had to renegotiate on it. Um, and, you know, they just declined it. And the wholesaler who was direct on it is just like, you know, we, we had to cancel. And we're like, what? What are you talking about? We, we don't cancel, bro. We don't. We okay. we went to war about it, bro. We went. We did everything, and we got it done. And she loved that, so she pretty much plotted another one in our lap. She's like, "Hey, you know, I got this this house. And cash off. I need help. Low. Yeah, I need help. Like it's falling out of contract. Can you come save the day? Cash off was too low. Picked it up subject to, and uh, that was the first for us, and made it our office and. My living quarters as well. So it's pretty much two for one. And it's amazing. <laughs> amazing. 
Yeah, it's a, that's a crazy tax write-off. So the house that you guys are, are in right now, it's the office, it's everything. This You guys got this house sub too. Yeah, so, yep. Wow. This this goes back to helping folks out, man, and, and being honest. Like That that agent had the, had the confidence enough to be like, damn, this is going to be the third failed contract. Like, this is my friend that's in, you know, I'm doing mm. business with, like, and and the first thing that clicked in her mind is to contact us because she knew that we would be able to uh, get it done, you know, to perform. What and he, even done. though we couldn't transact how we normally did, man, she was an outside the box thinker too. So even though that was our first like sub two, like we got with a lawyer that could help us build the contract correctly, and bro, we got it done. So that's awesome. if that that's another lesson to to y'all out there. If you don't know how to do it. Start finding out, start asking questions, get with folks who, who can help you get the answers because people do want to help you. So yeah. who, not how, start right? somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. We'll talk. Uh, I forget who wrote the book, but who, not how is exactly what you're talking about. You know, when you guys get stuck or, or if you're stuck in a, I'd say you guys, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm on this mountaintop, but um, when we're stuck in, in our businesses, it's, you know, the default of our brain is typically how do we get out of this, you know? Um, but if we can train that monkey mind to think about who, who do we need to talk to? Who do we need to, to align ourselves with to get out of this? That's where yeah. the magic happens. hundred percent. Dude. All right. Let's talk partnerships, partnerships. Tanner and I are in a partnership. You guys are in partnerships. Partnerships to me in real estate just makes sense. You know what I mean? This business is a relationship business for sure. And I've heard and I've been in past partnerships before with previous um, um, uh, industry, like completely out of real estate and they didn't work, you know, and I'm sure uh, a lot of it was was on me um, and my lack of vetting, my lack of understanding what to look for in a partner and, and things of that nature. Typically what will happen is people that are stoked about the same thing decide to yo, you and I should just work together and do this. And then those guys get together and then they start to realize that, oh, we probably should have looked into this a little bit, you know, a little bit further. And so when it comes to partnerships in real estate, why don't you guys tell us um, maybe let, let's start with some of the some of the challenges. Let's start with some of the things that maybe you guys didn't think about going into it, or maybe you did, um, but you were able to talk it out and discuss. And so what are some of the challenges in, in having a, a real estate partner right now? Um, I had to think about this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for me, I think a challenge, I guess for us both, Generally speaking, and we talk with people about this all the time, it's like we are very good at creating chaos, you know, like we will find ways to get shit done. We, we get out there. We want to stir up business and, you know, keeping, I guess, continually trying to build that foundation. You know, we're just we're really just cracking off on this thing since January, you know, like uh, for me, it was like October, but October, December or excuse me, uh, October, November was uh you know a couple deals done but but really like going 100 percent january so we still got to keep that in mind even though we've got quite a few deals that we've done this far uh to to build that foundation before kind of leveling up right um so perfect we're definitely going at this but we need to keep you know building that foundation to be able to support that chaos that we create so i would say that's probably one of our biggest challenges is that that we're both 
you know, chaos creators. And, and we kind of have to, uh, you know, switch gears a little bit and be able to, to make sure that everything is in order, make sure that uh, it can support all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's us too at this point. You know, we have other people that, you know, we work with and whatnot, but it's just, it's just us, us two, you know, doing this shit right because it means so much. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. We talked to Luke, uh, Luke Rotful, one of the Viking bros, and he and his partner have been, I mean, they've done everything together for the past, gosh, I, I think like a decade or something. And, uh, but they were best friends coming into this. They, they knew each other. They, they kind of had that benefit of knowing each other's temperaments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they were saying to this day, they've never really had like a, you know, any kind of a falling out. And so I don't think that's necessary, you know, and I'm glad that you answered it the way you did. And I could tell that Remy was stuck. Cause he's like, we don't really have challenges, <laughs> you know, we're, we're yeah. good. Like, it, like I'd really have to think about what that challenge is. And, you know, yes, you guys are, are newer in your partnership. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming or guessing that maybe you guys have kind of opposing skills or interests but similar goals and, and ideas. And I think that that, that really helps in, in real estate because Tanner and I, we're vastly different in a lot of areas. You know, Tanner handles the dispo like you, uh, Remy, and I handle the, the acquisition side, you know, like, like you, Matt. And so there's that natural kind of split. But then once you get in and, and you need to make decisions and, and whatnot, that's when you really kind of understand your partner's value systems and, and whatnot. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys grow because you guys are obviously extremely compatible. Uh, you work well together. You're doing all the right things. I mean, you guys really are. We, we, Tanner and I talk offline all the time about how, I don't want to say how proud we are, but we just, we see you guys doing all the right things. You know, when everyone was getting caught up in the whole social media thing, you know, you got to post a billion times and this and that, you got to make a name for yourself. You guys are just consistently, hey, we're in Jack's, hey, we're in Jack's. Hey, we're in Jack's and you guys are getting deals. Everyone else is trying to figure out how to do the video and how to trick the algorithm. And they were wasting time. You know, they really were, in my opinion, they were wasting time and they could have been spending it on their business, trying to gain uh, influence and trying to gain attention and eyeballs where you guys are just consistent. Hey guys, we're doing deals. Hey guys, we're here in Jack's just constantly reminding people. And so I love, I love what you guys do. I'd love to be a fly on the wall, you know, in your, in, in the REI's fun crib for the day, just to hear the conversations and hear how you guys work together because you clearly right. do work, work very well together. And so guys, my hat's off to you for, for all you've done. Absolutely. Um, Thank you, man. Thank absolutely. You. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I want to st- stick on partnerships a little bit and, and, ask you guys, what would be your advice to anyone who's considering, you know, locking arms with another, either an astro student or a sub two student or TTP or, or, you know, any, that even if you're not in that, in that, uh, that world, what's your advice for someone who's considering a new partner? Um, honestly, bro, I would just say like, bro, honestly, like our partnership kind of came natural. Like, we didn't go out looking for a partner. It kind of just came to us. And I feel like that's a big thing. You aren't supposed to force things, especially a partnership. Because um, I think maybe that's when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you just let things be natural how they're supposed to be, I think stuff just plays out. So as far as, like, vetting people, like, I mean, it was kind of like a, a neutral feeling I felt when I met him. Like, we were just both dogs and just – good conversations and stuff. And I was like, my gut was just telling me, Hey, 
this is my partner. We need to lock in and, you know, it, and it just everything happens for a reason. And that's with everything in life. So I think if you just stick to that, it'll play out. But that might not answer your question, but that's, no, that's how good. I that's look is on partnerships. Have you guys found that you have opposing strengths and weaknesses yet? Mm, yeah. I, one thing I'll point out is that sometimes in the negotiation process, I do get very empathetic for the people I'm negotiating against, or as Remy can turn that off a little bit. So I was Tanner can do that too. I'm like, Tanner, dude, let's just give him, let's give him a little break. Tanner's like, no, I don't need a break. Yeah, like I, I totally yeah, get where he's coming from. So let's go, so Remy. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, and then he's more of like the talkative one. So when we go out to houses and stuff, he's always the one connecting on a personal level with the sellers, you know, pretty much becoming their best friend. Whereas I'm more <laughs> of like the, the quiet one, just hanging out, enjoying the conversation. But He's more of like, you know, that that sort of empathetic person, um, which is amazing. And then I'm just, when I need to, I'm straightforward on the negotiations. So I think that feeds off each other and makes mm. nice. Guys, that's so important. I, mean, work, I, I hope that you guys are picking up on the subtle nuances of what they're saying, you know, um, because you don't want to have the same strengths and weaknesses in a partnership. You don't because it, you're going to end up clashing someone's going to need to have the better idea. You know, someone's going to need to be the one who, who gets it done or whatever. But when you can recognize that you guys are both different and actually respect that the other person's gift is not what your gift is and vice versa, that's what creates a beautiful partnership. I mean, it really is. It really is. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, you're 19, bro, and you're recognizing that that's powerful. It just lets me know you've had a life, a lot of life experiences, you know, up to this point. Um, but those are very, very wise words. You know, you guys are both, it's not like, like one has good ethics and the other doesn't. And that makes you, no, 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 no. You know, there's certain things that you want to be aligned with, but then there's other yeah. skill sets and things that it's good to have, you know, opposition on. And then the, but the most important part is to recognize that. And that's where I feel a lot of people suffer in partnerships is they can't admit that the other person is good in this one thing. You know, they're almost like, I want to be good at that one thing too. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 it's okay. We, you know, we each have our thing. Like Remy, you, you could be like, man, you see Schwink, you know, talking, you know, you're at the appointment, you see him chatting away, becoming the best friend. You could be like, I want to be the best friend too. So you come over and start chatting it up and that's not you. That's not your natural gift. You know, you know, where you, where you, where you, uh, um, you, you know, you know, your lane to stay in, you know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, the, the opposite for Matt. So this is, this is good stuff. I'm, I'm, I would say, man, on that point, it's like, and you're going to have a partner, you can't have an ego, you know, whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, you guys really got to be aligned and make sure that the mission, of course, there could be differences in, in your, in your wise overall, but you guys got to be on the same wavelength. And if there's any ego, uh, especially if you deal with uh, personality types like he, he and I, uh, I think that would only cause friction. Like we would just butt heads if we were acting in that way. Like, well, I got to be, you know, I want to be that type that guy. or I want to be in that position. Like yeah. you just got to have no ego, man. At the end of the day, you know, you're in a, it's, you got to be coming from a place of love, you know? Well, I think that's, that's why the same wavelength um, it's, that's important because you're 
like me and I should have this talk all the time where we put the company above us. Um, mm-hmm. The last thing yeah. me and I shouldn't give a shit about is our names being the brand. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't care. I want unwind investments to be the brand. I, I would I love for the company to have the name and no one know who the owners or founders are. I could give two shits about the credibility of that as long as the company. And so that's why it's important. And I'm agreeing with you on this is when you're looking for a partner, you may have someone in mind that you kind of JV with and do business with and maybe want to tie the knot. That's why it's so important to have that same wavelength. Cause if one person cares more about their personal brand than a company brand, that's not someone you want to be in business with because ultimately down the road, it's going to cause friction. Um, and so yeah. when you can find two people that align, like you were saying with the same values and morals and ethics and all that fun stuff, um, that's where the real magic's made. And um, again, little things can be different. Um, like you, like I should point out, like you guys pointed out where you guys negotiate a little different than one another, but that comes in handy because not every seller is the same, not every buyer is the same. And so mm-hmm. it's good to feed off of that. And so, um, for those that are potentially looking to partner up with someone, make sure you're on the same wavelength and make sure your end goal doesn't have to be exactly similar, but make sure you guys want whatever that is to be going in the same direction. Cause you do not want to be veering off down the road. That's where nightmares are made. I think, I think a lot about, you know, like dating advice, right? Like where we're, 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 parents will say, you need to go to this place to find you a good girl or <laughs> go here to find a good guy and this and that. And it's like, the relationships that you kind of, if you look back and you kind of observe and pay attention to stuff, the late, the relationships that last are ones that just kind of naturally, naturally evolved. You know, they weren't, yeah. this person wasn't looking for love. This person was content with who they were and was ready to take on the world. They just happened to find another person who was also like that, that they gelled with. And so instead of, you know, oh man, like real estate's really hard right now. I really need to find a, a partner, someone to hold me accountable, you know, someone to, that I can just, uh, you know, get excitement from when I'm down and stuff like that. If you go into looking for a partnership with that mindset, I can see Remy shaking his head. It ain't going to work. It's oh, not, bro. you know, Tanner and I found each other on a deal. We were literally, he hit me up looking to bring a buyer to one of my deals and just talking to him over the phone. I could tell because I was honestly trying to get him to do something that was a little unethical. Um, The area that we, that our first deal was in, it wasn't zoned short-term rentals. And he really wanted a short-term rental for his buyer. And I'm trying to tell him, bro, I know this area. It's like in my backyard. Like I know it doesn't matter. No one's going to report. Tanner's like, nope. (laughs) He he would not send that to his buyer because it wasn't zoned. And we could have made a ton of money right away. Right. But he had good ethics. And that's what I liked about him. He did what was right for his for his, his buyer. Um, and so, man, we just started talking more and more. And then over time, um, we quote unquote dated. And I always say, date your partner. <laughs> don't, don't join an LLC right away. You know, like yeah. date them for a while, do some deals with them, understand their, their shortcomings, their strengths and their weaknesses, you know, and then pop the question and put a ring on it. So it's incredible, Remy, that you had that insight already that you said, look, it just happened over time. We didn't try and force it. You know, so guys, we're, we're, we're way longer than what we normally go, but I felt that this one was very, very necessary and I'm I'm so honored for your time. I, I do have a couple questions in closing that I I, I like to kind of end with just the, the fun little bangers. And I'm going to ask you guys separate questions that way I I can, you know, you won't be able to prepare while the other one's answering. (laughs) Remy, I'm going to start. What is, what is your superpower? 
A super What's that thing that you're just so much better at than everyone else in the world for the most part? What's that thing that you know about you that is really going to help take you through? I know, right? For your partner, it's always seems like, man, I, I can it. answer this in a heartbeat. I love it. I love it. I don't, I don't know, bro. Why don't you help him out, Matt? Yeah, Matt, answer that. Yeah, I, I would say his, his wisdom and the way in which he views life. He, he he views it like years and years and years beyond where he's at right now, which is pretty fascinating. Like, I just think about the hell I had to go through to, you know, get to that point and to be able to, you know, understand the world. And this at 19, he gets it. I mean, it's it's pretty phenomenal. So. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's so that's such a good response from a partner because it would have been awkward if you would have said that, Remy. <laughs> I'm really wise. I got a lot of wisdom, um, but it's obvious. I mean, I've I've referred to that multiple times, not even knowing that that's your that's your superpower. But I could just tell from from you know, yeah, that that's incredible. So I kind of want to ask. I kind of want to ask Remy to 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 you know, tell us what, what he thinks Matt's superpower is. You know what? Let's do I it. I think that's Remy. a good idea. I think we should definitely um, do it. What would you I say think, his superpower is? Bro, th this guy knows how to just touch people's hearts, bro. Like, honestly, no matter where we are, what we're doing, he just always does something good. Like, it could be the randomest thing, bro. Like, oftentimes we'll be driving down the street, there's a turtle on the road, he'll pull over, hop out, help the turtle. But literally though bro he just has an amazing heart bro and just helps and touches people's hearts in ways that not every person can and i feel like when somebody near, needs to hear something like he, he's talking straight to their soul like it's just that connection and bro it's like a superpower like you said honestly bro have have, you, have sellers crying on his shoulder and stuff bro like True, true stories, bro. It's it's a superpower for sure. It's amazing how quick you both can answer that for each other rather than thinking about what you want to say. It's funny no how that kidding. works. No kidding. Oh, that's amazing. I got I got chicken skin. I would show it in the camera, but I, I for Let's all go. have chills right now. That's amazing. Guys, I'm not even gonna ask another question. I mean, the, let's let's wrap <laughs> it at that. That was phenomenal. Gentlemen, thank you so, so, so much for your time. I mean, you guys are if, if, if we had more people like you in the real estate community a year from now, the, the, the whole dynamic would change. People would no longer think of, of wholesalers as being bad. You know, um, you guys are honest, you're transparent. You know, we always say in our company, the truth is good enough. It really is. The truth is good enough because we're not doing anything bad. So there's no reason to lie about anything. The truth is good enough. Um, Amen. That whole question of, you know, do I tell them I'm a wholesaler? I, I love getting that because I love telling people the truth is good enough for real. You want to work with people that you can be honest with. Um, and so that that's incredible, guys. Like, thank you so much. The world needs more gentlemen like you. We need more savages like Matt, who is a purple belt and will pick up a turtle, you know, across the road and and be there to hug his brother when he needs him and be there to provide yeah. for his family. You know, we to me, that's 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 a real man.
that's a real man, not someone who's tough and tries to act like a hard ass all the time. You, my friend, or, or you exemplify the definition of a real man. So um, I want to give you your flowers while you're here, man. And then Remy, come on, bro. You're, I can't wait to see what you do with your life. You know, we've got a guy on our team, Retta, who is very similar to you, um, you know, in the hustle, in the, in the wisdom. I think you, you got a little more life experience on Retta, so you're, you're a little more ahead of the game. But, um, man, it's just, it's just a blessing to see that you, where you guys are at right now. And I, I can't wait to have you guys back on another episode, you know, six months, a year down the line. Um, hopefully I can catch you guys and you're not going to be, you know, cruising around your yachts and, and being, doing crazy stuff, but man. You know where we come from, bro. Yeah. That, that's one thing we always talked about, bro. We're, we're never too busy. Never. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, gentlemen, let's, let's talk about how people can get in touch with y'all. We, we, I think we beat to death that y'all are in Jacksonville. Um, how, how can people do deals with, with the, uh, with the Jacks bros? Give us a call. Call us, email us, text us. Don't hit me on Messenger because I, well, I'm trashed at getting on Messenger and checking my messages. So, but I'll be on my phone. You can hit me at 559-362-2031 or Matthew with two T's at R-E-I-S-F-U-N.com. My email is the same, R-E-M-Y at R-E-I-S-F-U-N dot com. My phone number is 603-858-9959. Guys want to do deals, talk business, just talk about life experiences, bro. Hit us up. We love having We them boys. Aiden Jacks boys. Y'all, and follow them on social, too. Their social game's tight. They will, they will remind you that they are in the area. And so um, I love these guys. I'm, I'm so honored that we were able to get you guys on the show. Thank you guys for carving out the, the time to do this because I, I know yeah, you're ready to get back to guys. doing deals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. Guys, this, this has been incredible. Tanner, anything in, in parting before we uh, split? Nah, you, you, guys are, you guys are rock stars. You guys are awesome. Uh, I actually look forward to whenever we get a talk on the phone. Uh, it's always it's always delightful getting to talk to you guys and, and catch up and talk deals and just talk business and talk live. So uh, love you guys. Cool. Appreciate you. Bro. Love yeah, you guys. absolutely, man. Likewise, bro. Guys, look, that's a wrap for this episode. We want you. We we want to see you in the seat right there where Matt and Remy are. So guys, get out there, oh. crush it, make it happen, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. Until then. Peace. Let's go. <laughs> what up, Elite fan? That's a wrap for today's episode. But look, if you got value out of the show today, do us a huge favor and give us a review or give us a like or subscribe. Do all the things to help us get the word out there. And look, we want to see you on the next show. So get out there and crush it, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.